All right, go and take a seat. And you heard it in the prayer, you know, today's focus is about Thanksgiving. And we're in this weird time between Christmas and the beginning of a new year. So I thought it'd be a good time to look back. And one of the things that uh, you'll see repeated in scripture is a problem that humanity falls into again and again. We see it most clearly in Israel after they've been released from slavery in a dramatic, powerful God way uh, from Egypt. And they've been led into the wilderness to be God's people. And things are amazing. And God's providing for them in this wilderness, this, I mean, just desert, dry bones area. He is keeping them alive. And yet there's an attitude that plagues them. You remember what it is? Grumbling. The word, it's a repeated word in scripture. Uh, They grumbled, right? It became hard. And instead of having gratitude for what God had done, thankfulness for what he had done and what he was doing and what he would do, they fell again and again to grumbling. Not because they're Israelites, but because they're human. I did it this morning. I woke up and, you know, it's the day after Christmas. Christmas was a big day. I'm like, okay, here we go, right? It was a little bit of a rough morning. And then I looked outside and I noticed that the sky was blue, at least where I was looking. I was like, oh, thank you, God. Beautiful. Love that because I'm going to be driving the van. We're going to be unloading. So thank you. And uh, then, you know, have breakfast and everything, get settled in, go out to uh, drive here, and it's raining. And I was like, oh, God, no. And I like, give us a break, God, today, you know? And it, it, was, it was teetering on the edge of grumbling. And so I'm in that place, I'm driving, you know, woe is me, in the rain. And then I'm, I'm trying to remember, oh, what am I talking about today? Oh, Thanksgiving, yes. Gratitude, the antidote to grumble. Remember gratitude. Gratitude will lift you up. And then I, I was thankful. I'm like, man, thank you, God, that we get to do church this morning. I thank you that the van is running. I mean, this is all right. Thank you for a great Christmas. That was awesome. Lord, thank you. So I got into this thank you mode. So we're going to look at that. Uh, First, we're going to look at it in a story, an encounter that Jesus had with some people who had this infectious skin disease, often called lepers in the uh, scripture. It's kind of a catch-all phrase. But we're going to look at this. It's in Luke 17. It's in your bulletin. It's up here. Let's look at this encounter Jesus had during his earthly ministry. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance. Okay, let's put a pause right there. So um, this, if you had a skin disease, um, you would go to the priest, they'd check it out, and they say, yeah, you're unclean, which means you have to set yourself apart from the community. And there was uh, a religious purity thing around that, but there was also just a health thing around that. So they would have to, uh, we know all about this right now, we have to, they have to quarantine, they'd have to self-isolate. And they were supposed to you know, make it visible that they were unclean, and if anybody came, came close to them, they'd have to say, unclean, unclean. You know, like, COVID, COVID. It, it was pretty rough, like, and you had to be outside of the community. And so... Entering a village, you might see some lepers outside of the town a little bit, keeping their distance, and there's a pack of them there. So they 
So let me back up to verse 12 and let's read it again. So as Jesus was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out to him in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. So it's clear that they've probably heard about Jesus. They've, they've heard the rumors or maybe they've seen some of the things that he's done uh, or at least heard about these miracles and that, man, maybe this is the Messiah. He's preaching about the kingdom of God and everything. So they're, they're going to him for help, for mercy, right? Have pity on us. When he saw them, when Jesus saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. Now, that's what you would do when the thing cleared up, your infectious skin disease. It's kind of gross. I was reading this while I was eating breakfast this morning. I was like, Ugh. All right, so, uh, but if you felt like, okay, it's time, I, I, or to get inspected again, or you clear it up, you go to the priest, and the priest proclaims you clean, and you can enter back into the community. So when he saw, he saw them, Jesus said, go show yourself to the priests. This is interesting. All right, so just go. Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, as they went, they were cleansed. They were healed as they went. It's a little bit different than the way Jesus usually does it, or often did it, right? He'd encounter somebody, they'd ask for help, and he would say the word, or he would touch them, and they would be healed, and they'd see it right then and there, and woohoo! But in this case, that's not what happened. He told them to go get certified as clean, even before they were clean, even before they had seen a change. Go to the priests and show yourself to them. And as they went, they were cleansed. Okay, we'll look at that a little bit more closely, but let's finish it up here. One of them, when he saw, as he was walking to the priest to get certified, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Okay, so not really a Jew, kind of an outsider. Not quite a Gentile, but somewhere in between. And um, so Luke often highlights this. Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. All right. So think about back to Jesus' instruction to them. Go show yourselves to the priests. This was a test of their faith. Their faith, right? Because they hadn't been cleansed yet. You know, maybe I might have been thinking, hey, Jesus, can you clean me up first? Can you heal me first and then I'll go? No, the command is go. And then as they went, they were cleansed. So let's, we're going to hone in on this. First fill in, Jesus' command to them, go show yourselves to the, to the priest, tests their faith in what he said. Okay, how? How? We talked about it, right? Do they believe him enough to go as though they are already cleansed? Or are they just going to sit there and be like, no change. Why should I go show myself to the priests? Visibly, I am not cured. He tests their faith. Will they go? Will they obey? Here's a definition, a great definition, like 
If you want to know what faith is, where do you go, anybody? Give me, give me a verse. Hebrews 11. Anybody say it? Okay, Hebrews 11, good. Okay, I thought, that's a good job. All right, Hebrews 11 is a great place to go for a definition of faith. It talks about faith a lot. Faith, belief, confidence in God. Let's look at it. Hebrews 11, 1 through 2. <clears throat> this is faith. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, anticipated. The conviction of things not seen. Okay? So these guys had to have a conviction, a belief that, okay, if we go, something's good is going to happen because Jesus said so. I don't see it yet, but I have enough conviction, enough assurance that God is good and Jesus' word is good that I'm going to do it even though I do not yet see it. That is faith. It's challenging, right? I would up front. Jesus is like, no, I'm going I'm to, I want you to grow in trust in me. I want you to learn to trust my word. I want you to learn to believe that it's good and it, it will be fulfilled. You need to learn that lesson, humanity. Because that's where it all went wrong, right? In the beginning, we did not believe God's command. So we disobeyed him, and we suffered the consequences, and we're still suffering the consequences. Faith is golden. Faith is the thing that God is trying to build in you. Confidence that God is good and that he will accomplish what he says he will do. The result of it, you will go, even though you haven't been healed, even though you haven't seen him deliver yet, you will obey. You will follow him. Follow his instructions. This is a takeaway lesson for us today, one of, one of two. Maybe more, we'll see. There might be some bonus ones in there. But here's the fill-in. God works in and through you as you obey him. Okay, but you're not going to obey him unless what? You trust him. You believe him. This is the opportunity for us in 2022. Will I trust and believe you, Lord, and therefore obey you? Am I going to follow you in the things even when it, I don't see him yet? Will I have the conviction of things unseen? The assurance of things hoped for, anticipated because of what you said. Now this doesn't mean, hey, I believe it's going to happen, therefore it's going to happen. This is all based on God's word, what Jesus has said. You can have confidence, assurance, conviction about the validity of what God has said. So we need to draw close to Jesus. We, not, we need to know what his voice is like by listening to him speak in scriptures. We need to pray to him. We need to ask for his guidance. Lord, what are you calling me to do here? Through scripture, then you have a sense of when he's talking to you by his spirit and leading you. And then you take the risk. And obey before it's seen, before it's realized. God works in and through you as you obey him. This is huge. A lot of people get kind of disappointed and broken up about God because he doesn't do what they want him to do. And all along, Jesus is saying, no, you go and do what I'm calling you to do. Follow me. Trust what I've said to you. Trust that this choice, even though difficult, will pay off for you. It will be better for you. Do the hard things that I've been calling you to do. So much of what Jesus has told us to do is already laid out for us. 
Love God. Love each other. Be generous with each other. Forgive. Be patient. All those things. He's laid it out. The challenge for us is that, one, it's difficult, and two, we don't always see the payoff. Sometimes weeks, months, years later, that's the kind of character that God wants to build in you and me, to be trusting followers, trusting disciples, humans who trust in the goodness of God and that following him is the best. What is an area in your life where you know what God has been telling you to do, but you're just not doing it? I have to ask myself that once in a while. Where am I not obeying? Where am I being reluctant? Where am I grumbling about the situation instead of following him? There's always, Jesus will pick you up at any point in your life and just say, now come follow me. Come follow me. It doesn't matter where you've been. Yeah, you, 2021, you are a disaster. Come on. It's okay. Come follow me. Think about all the people that Jesus met and encountered when he called them. They were a mess. Zacchaeus, the greedy little tax collector. Matthew, another one. Sinners, tax collectors, pharisaical, prideful, religious people. Come follow me. Yeah, you're a mess. Let's go. Start trusting and obeying me. Do the things I've called you to do. And see that it's good. You'll, you'll come into that. It takes time. It's not always immediate. Sometimes we're very immediate. Hey, I didn't see it pay off. I did that thing. Where's, you know, where is it? Trust him. It'll come. The assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen. And then as you do this for a while, you realize, yeah, wow, this is really good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for getting me on this narrow path that leads to life. It really leads to life. I've seen it. And that's where you get into a place of gratitude. Ah, it's true. You're good. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me from doing life on my own or just listening to these other voices. Thank you, Lord. So let's go back to the lepers here. After they were healed, after they were all healed, they're walking to the priests, and along the way, they're healed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He wasn't shy about it. He was, he was fired up. And he knew who to praise. He praised God. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. What did the other nine do? I can relate to the other nine. I don't know that I'd be the Samaritan in this. Right? We don't know how long they've been in isolation. Some of these guys might have been in isolation for a long time. So I imagine some of them, they're like, oh my gosh, yes. Went to the priest, got their certification, and then what? Went home. Yeah, went back to life. Which, you know, that's awesome too. Maybe they thank God along the way somewhere. But maybe not. Maybe not. It's easy to forget to thank God. I think a lesson here is from the Samaritan is the next fill and thank God quickly. Quickly. When you experience something good, 
quickly recognize, man, this is from God. This is good. God is good. All things good are sourced in Him. Thank you, God. Give credit to where credit is due. Thank you, Lord. That is humanity rightly related to God. Because if you don't, it's easy to happen. It'll happen. Thank God quickly, rather than, second part of the fill-in, becoming thankless. Thankless. Some people have experienced so much good in their life that they, instead of thanking God, what do they do? Where do they give credit? Themselves. Hey, man, I worked hard for this. Look at me. I'm all that. Or, oh, it's because of your circumstances. Or it's just because, you know, you're around good people. Whatever. You, you can, you can put, attribute uh, causality to a lot of different things. Lack of thankfulness to God is not just impolite, bad manners. It is the downfall of humanity. We read about this in Romans 1, 18 through 32. We're just going to look at an excerpt. Romans 1. This is about humanity in its downward spiral away from God. Although they knew God, what can be known about God? His eternal power and divine nature being clearly seen by, by what has been made so that none of us are without excuse. Everybody has a revelation of God's existence by what has been made, by your breath and your lungs, by looking at each other, by looking at nature. All of us should understand that God exists. Although they knew God, they neither glorified Him, gave glory and honor and praise to Him, nor gave thanks to Him, but as a result of them not doing that, their thinking became futile, empty, and their foolish hearts were darkened. This is the beginning of the corruption of the mind, the way we think about things. Although they claimed to be wise, they were fools. They became fools and exchanged the glory of a moral God, and this is a little bit weird, for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. It's talking about idolatry. They're going to worship the created thing instead of the creator. They're going to make objects of worship. We don't do that in wood and stone in this culture, but we have plenty of idols, things that we put our trust in, that we sacrifice to, that we look to for life. Therefore, God gave them over. See this downward spiral? Start with just not honoring and glorifying and thanking God. Therefore, God gave them over to the sinful desires of their heart. He lets them run, lets us run in our sin. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie. They worshiped and served created things rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. Amen. To be thankful is to be rightly related to God. That's the start. That's the start. Thank God. Thank Him quickly. And listen to how He did it. I love this guy. One of them, when He saw He was healed, so He's walking, whoa, whoa! He came back. He ran back to Jesus, praising God in a loud voice, falls down at His feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. That's a picture for us. Let's live that way in 2022. Thankfulness to Him. And we're going to start today. We're going to practice. This is an opportunity, open mic time, for you to come up, 
something that you want to thank God for out loud. Maybe something yesterday, something six months ago, whatever. Whatever God brings to mind, you want to thank him for, you want to publicly out loud uh, praise him for, you're going to have the opportunity here right now. Let me pray for us and just kind of let the Holy Spirit help some of these things pop to mind. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for being with us right now. Uh, thank you for this reminder to thank you. And Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would come and bring to mind those things that you did for us in 2021. And we want to honor you and thank you for those things, Lord. Thank you for your goodness, those things that we've seen, those things that we've forgotten, those things that are unseen, Lord. We thank you that you're at work in our lives. Amen. All right, so come on up. You know, be brief so everybody else can share, but come on up when you're ready. Say thanks. I am thankful that I'm still alive today and that uh, Jesus is with me the entire time. Uh, my testimony is quite a lot and um, I'll try to summarize it. So I want to thank God for the salvation of my life and the salvation of my family, my wife, my children. That's number one. Number two, I want to thank God coming into the year 2021. I got no job and um, I was trusting the Lord. And um, I was praying along with Pastor Wayne and some other people here. And as God will have it, um, January, I got a good job. And um, as if that was not enough, I started my master's program uh, at the end of the first quarter, and to the glory of God, I successfully completed my master's program. As if that was not enough, still on the job I was doing, um, just last week, my boss called me and told me I got a promotion that, um, you know, she was so surprised that I just started the job. There are quite a lot of people that have been doing the job, and they could not match the kind of output and the delivery that I did, as if that was not enough, um, towards the end of the second week of December, I had an interview for a managerial position at another organization, and um, I just got a feedback that um, I have been selected, and they're going to connect with me, hopefully going into January for the managerial position. As if that, was, that is not enough, I also want to thank God for immigration settlements. You know, um, God has been so faithful. Um, what people struggle to get, we get it on the platter of gold. That is not still enough. I also want to thank God for the CPA exam that um, Kemi is writing. I want to thank God for the credits she has got. And I also want to thank God for the completion of the exam by January for the credits in two more papers. And I also want to thank God for good health, for my wife, my children. You know, since the beginning, since we've been here, we've never had a cause to be sick for one day. We don't have our families here, but, you know, God is here with us. So to God be the glory. And we also want to thank God for what he's going to do going into the year 2022, because I see it's a glorious year. Thank you. God bless. Make a brief 
it's funny, as Pastor Wayne was giving his message, I wrote down 10 things, you know, that I was thankful for. A lot of ministry stuff, a lot of good stuff, people coming in Christ, but towards the end, the Lord convicted me. It's like, are these things better than me, you know, God himself? So I'm like, whoa, you know, that's kind of a rebuke for me. So I, I would thank God for my Redeemer, Christ, for his mercy that's new every morning, for his forgiveness. You know, he walked with the Lord for so many years. God bless you, uses you, but at the end of the day, you know, we still have the sinful nature. We still need his mercy every morning. So I'm reminded, I struggle, you know, Pastor Wayne was sharing how there's idols. For me, it's ministry success. That's, that's my idol. I struggle with that, you know. And this year has been the most fruitful in terms of ministry I've ever experienced, and yet there's a temptation to kind of love the blessing, the ministry success, rather than God himself. So I just want to thank God for Christ. You know, he came to save his people from their sin, and I realized that the older I get, I realize, you know, the more light is shining on my heart. I see all the imperfections, all the sin I struggle, and yet his mercy is new every morning, and he still forgives, and the blood still cleanses, even today. And so God should be my number one, not ministry success, not anything of earth, but God himself. So I thank God for himself. This is a tough one. But I want to thank God for, uh, wow, for giving me a second chance at life. Yesterday was the best Christmas that I can honestly say I've had in years. When I say year 70, at the best. And I like to touch on what Pastor said. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. And yesterday, I was hoping, but I seen it. I live in a nice apartment complex, and I got a knock at the door Christmas Eve, and it was three ladies standing at the door with a garbage bag of toys for my kids. Now remember, that, I hadn't seen it. I didn't know, but I had enough faith that God was going to make that day rememberable for me, and I, I, I cried to see those kids wake up with toys everywhere was a blessing from the Lord. And I know I've seen things that was unbelievable, and with these two kids, I've grown up. I've matured. I've become more responsible today than I ever been. And it's only because of God, and I thank God each and every day for what he's done and what he's going to do. Because I know that he didn't bring me this far for nothing. You know, my life is a whole lot more together today, and it's only because of God. I thank OTC because it's a lot of people in here that have seen me go through the struggle. But I had to go through it to get to it, and today, I'm on the rock. I'm standing on the rock. There's nothing, nothing that's gonna move me. And with that, I'm grateful. Pastor Wayne, I thank you for your teaching. You know, and 
Okay, God. God said, I'm going further. He just told me to tell you, I'm going further. You know, and I believe this. And I'm going to walk in this by faith. For faith is the substance of things hopeful, but the evidence of things not seen. I never thought that I would get this far in life. You know, they counted me out 43 years ago. But I'm here today. And I know my mother, she's looking down on me and saying, now that's my son. And with that, thank you. Hi guys, um, in case you don't know us, uh, I'm Preston, this is Miriam, this is uh, Samuel. Um, so I want to say, <clears throat> I haven't told Miriam what I was going to say, so um, I want to say how grateful I am <clears throat> for the difficult things. Um, we, uh, this couple months ago, we had our, the catalytic converter was stolen off of our car. Most of you already know that, but in case you didn't, I wanted to say what a blessing it was. The most difficult things that happen to us can sometimes change us so much for the better. And it taught me, <clears throat> one of the things that I'm very grateful for is it taught me how to reorganize my life so that I didn't need to rely on having a car as much. And it sounds like a little thing, it's not a big deal, but it really changed how I saw what we had and how to take care of what we have. And I'm so grateful that God put that instant in our life. Um, you know, sometimes we just think, oh man, I don't have a car, I don't have this, I don't have that. But that was a blessing. It was such a fantastic blessing. And um, we're just you know, so grateful that you know, we're also part of this wonderful, fantastic church community. We've just had so much support here since we moved here six months ago. Anyways, thank you guys. It's a blessing to be a part of this community. for um that uh god gave us he can crawl he can crawl <laughs> so that god gave us uh, such an, an amazing marriage i, I want to be thankful because this month is our two years of marriage which is uh quite a challenging two different cultures united and and in one son, right? And also, I wanna be thankful that God is opening doors for me. I was been praying for like what is next after being a mom, and 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 God is opening. And so next month, I'm going to basic training for the Army National Guard. And so I'm, I'm thankful for that. And also, I wanna be uh, grateful for um, the immigration status. So. We are so happy that we were able to travel for last uh, couple of days to Mexico, and so we were we are so grateful for that, and and we want to also be thankful that we are healthy, and some of our friends were get sick, but now we are healthy. So thank you for this community, and and we love you all of you guys. <laughs>
Hello, everyone. Um, I'd just like to say I'm thankful for um, my family and friends and um, our future kid on the way. So, thanks. I just want to thank God for being always there for me, helping me parenting in those difficult moments sometimes with my son and at night. So whatever I call upon his name, he's always there. Sometimes instantly, sometimes delayed, but he's always there. I want to thank him that he gave me this opportunity to be in, at my home in Macedonia for almost a year and spend a lot of time with my family and that he used me that my brother got saved. And I'm also uh, thankful for the challenges he gave me there, <laughs> also with family members that helped me uh, see things clearly and also build my character. Yeah, because in those difficult moments, we also, when we grow the most, I think. Yeah, and I, I'm thankful for this church, for Pastor Wayne, for every one of you, for my friends from my group, that's my women's group, that's being so faithful in prayers and everything. So thank you all. Thank you, God. I also wanted to take this opportunity to invite Katie Warford on up. Katie Warford is a missionary that we've been able to support for several years now. She works with YWAM, which is a great organization, Youth with a Mission. They help uh, disciple young adults, and then they send them out where they just have to trust and obey Jesus, and they get to see God work through them. So I want to invite Katie up uh, for an opportunity to share a little bit about what she's been doing and so forth. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. Um, I wanted to, I knew he was going to call me up here, so I wanted to say what I was thankful for. And one of the huge things, um, especially since COVID has started, being in missions and, and doing missions, and I, I live off of support, and OTC has been, like, I felt like they just brought me into the family, like, right at the beginning, and started supporting me. My parents have been going here, but I didn't grow up in this church because I was already off I'm doing missions, and without you guys and what the Lord is doing here, um, I would not be able to stay in missions and continue to do what I do. Um, and it is such a huge blessing, and I feel like this is my home church now. And um, yeah, I'm thankful for what the Lord is doing here. It's so cool to see that this is like a family. That's so rare um, in churches, and it's, it's, I don't see it a lot. So it's really sweet to come here and just be so welcomed here um, every time I visit. So thank you so much, and I'm thankful to the Lord for you guys. And I'm also thankful for my fiancé, Tyler. Um, yeah, <laughs> the Lord has um, yeah, brought me such a man of God um, who's so patient, and we're going to do missions together. So yeah, you guys are supporting both of us technically now. Um, yeah, so I work with Youth with a Mission, and it's a really cool time because we, we train up young people. So young people, it's usually people around 18 to 30 who come in and do these schools, and it's five months um, where we talk about the Lord, and we just do, yeah, teachings, and we grow closer as a community, and you grow so fast. It's like 
blast full fire hose God for three months, and then we send people out to the nation. So right now, about a month ago, our teams left Montana. We have a team in the Ukraine, in Panama, in Thailand, and in the Dominican Republic. Um, and I was just asking my teams, I was like, hey, what are, what are some really awesome things that the Lord is doing right now um, in you guys? And Team Panama actually recently got to go to a village in the mountains and bring Bibles to people who had never heard of Jesus before. Um, so that's super awesome that people are getting the gospel who have never heard it. And then in the Dominican Republic, we have seen about 15 salvations since the team has gotten there um, and healings as well. So people are getting healed, which is cool from the story today, and giving their lives to the Lord. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so it's just really awesome what God is doing um, in these teams of young adults who, you know, some of them are new. Um, like Wayne said, God doesn't call you when you have it all together. He calls you sometimes when you're messy. And man, I've worked with these messy people, and I lead these messy people, and it's so cool to see the transformation God has done in their lives and the way that he's using them in the nations. And he did that for me about seven years ago. I was a complete mess. You can ask my mom about it. I was it was iffy if I was even a Christian, and the Lord saved me and brought me right into missions. It's such an honor, and you guys have a huge part in that. Um, even by through this church, um, missions wouldn't be possible without the body of Christ standing behind sending people. And what he's doing in you here is also so powerful. And I, like even with Wayne, what you're saying today, I want to even challenge myself because when you're leading groups of people, it can be easy to, the grumbling and the, you deal with the messy situations, but I am so thankful for what the Lord is doing um, through these people and through you guys, and I want to be thankful every day for that, because people are coming to know him, and people can come to know him and are coming to know him through you guys as well, and that is so encouraging. Um, yeah, so I just want to encourage us all to have missional hearts wherever we go and be thankful for what the Lord is doing. So if it's okay, can I pray for the church? Yeah. Well, Jesus, I just want to praise you for OTC and what, what you're doing here um, mm. through these incredible people. That This is a community that brings people in. Like It's right in the heart of downtown Walnut Creek in the park, and I just pray for a blessing mm. over this church as more people come to know you through OTC. And I pray that this family of believers would grow so strong, that they would continue to come around each other and support each other and love each other so well that they would be able to see your love, Jesus, through mm. what you're doing here. Um, and I thank you that, that it's so clear that you are bringing people into the kingdom of God through OTC mm. and even in the nations through OTC. So mm. we just give you so much glory, Father. We give you all the glory, all the praise, and we, we do declare that every knee will bow before you mm -hmm. someday, that everyone will come to know you. So I pray a blessing over this community. I pray that every you, single Jesus. person here would be strengthened through your word and through knowing you, Jesus, and I also just pray that people would be brought into this family. So I pray a blessing, and I just lift up this church to you. you. In your holy name, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And Lord, we just thank you for Katie. We thank you uh, for the joy, the opportunity, the blessing of being able to partner with her and through her with these young adults uh, in the gospel, which is the power of God for the salvation for all who hear. And Lord, we, we're just, uh, just so thankful to be part of it, Lord God. We're thankful uh, for the work that you are going to do in and through Katie and now Tyler uh, this year. And uh, Jesus, we ask for your grace, your joy, your peace, all the fruits of your spirit, Lord God, um, in abundance as they navigate this new life together that they're stepping into. 
Uh, we know that you will do good things through them, Jesus. Help them just continue to put you first, Lord God, to serve you and your kingdom, Lord God. And thank you that we get to be there with them, behind the scenes there, Lord, praying for them and so forth, Jesus. We look forward to the next report. Uh, we ask for your blessing, protection, uh, and peace on our, on our sister, Lord. Amen. Thank All right. So and truly, the inheritance that's happening like in the kingdom of God is through you guys. Like I mm. am so sincerely thanking you guys from the bottom of my heart for, for welcoming me in and supporting me. It truly means the world. All right. Amen. Thank you.